From Brazil to the world, this is Profit Talks, a podcast produced by Hayek Global College and dedicated to exploring how you can ethically maximize profits. For more episodes, please visit hayekcollege.com slash profit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Profit Talks. I am here today with Diego Toledo, a software architect from Hulu. He is also an engineer who has passages in several other tech companies, including Disney, Electronic Arts, and Activision. Diego is the expert that programs all those hard codes and the magic that you see going on in all these fancy programs. And Diego is a very—it's—it's a huge honor to have you here in our program. Thank, thank you for having me, Anselm. And yes, it's where the magic happens because uh, Hulu got acquired by Disney, so I am exactly where the magic happens. <laughs> so you came back to Disney now because Hulu was acquired by Disney. I didn't know you that can, part. Yeah, you cannot escape from the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Diego, uh, artificial intelligence is a very hot topic today. Uh, we, people are talking about how it's going to change our lives and how the, the machines are, will get more intelligent than us. But when we see uh, actual things, uh, our, our daily lives in the, in the business, it's changing, but it, does, it didn't change for everything, right? We see a lot of uh, artificial intelligence happening in Google and the companies you work for in Disney World and in, in Hulu and Netflix, and, but we, we don't see it in the, in the, the common companies and we want to get a perspective of you what what where where's artificial intelligence going and how is it, is how all this thing happening so just to go to that point that you said that you see the machine learning happening on those big companies like google amazon etc in order in the other places is because there is a bar that you need to read that into clear in order for you to be in this world of machine learning and you need to deal with a lot of data big data so now, like the best algorithms, the, 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 the best AI programs, they all run with um, uh, deep learning behind. And deep learning needs a lot of data. And if you are like a mom and shop uh, place, uh, you cannot acquire this huge amount of data for your, for, for your business, right? So only those big companies uh, can have this, those capacities right now. Uh, it's so true that they give you away the algorithms, they give you away the programs that uh, use the data uh, for free because they wanted to everybody to have access to that. But what they do not give you is the data that they have. And without the data, all those things are, are useless. So uh, it's data now is, is, is the new oil. So it's a matter. It's a matter of getting the data, but I, I, I imagine there's also a, a question of the human capital, right? Because yeah. uh, it, in order to, to to get to a certain uh, level of programming and that you need to, to to develop these things, you 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 have you have a hard time finding the right people, right? Yes, it's really hard to find. Um, so few countries have like enough people. No, I think nobody has like enough people. A lot of the the main labor is in the United States, and the United States really lucky to have people coming from other countries and and entering here to work uh, on on those on those topics. But yeah, you it's really hard to find people that work on that um, and they have all the the correct degrees. 
Awesome. And th there must be a lot of opportunities for people who learn those skills, certainly. Yes. And, yes. And, and Diego, tell us about uh, artificial intelligence. You know, we we sometimes get scared that the, the, the machines are getting more smarter than, than us humans and that they're going to take over our, our jobs and, and all that. And what, what do you think are or, or the, the places that machines can get today, like the, how, how, where are the, is artificial intelligence going and their, their capacity? And where are their limits? Yes, yeah, so I never been to a place that there was more people than work, right? So I think there's always gonna be more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, there's always something else to, to, to get done that it was low priority, that it was not being done and now, now we, we can do it. Right. That's a good point. Uh, yes. And even if you think, for example, like beginning of the century, 1900s, 1800s, like long time ago, we have like 99% of the population work in farms, right? Because people were just carrying buckets of water and farming. And now if you, if you go back and tell these people about something called social media and campaign, social campaign management, you know, like they're, they're going to think it's crazy. It's like you, can, you, you cannot put it in, in their heads. Uh, something like this we we went to a transformation like this in the industrial revolution that people had to be displaced into different areas the difference now is that i think now is getting much faster the displacement and people are not adapting uh fast enough but i think uh that's a different topic like for schools to solve for governments to solve about like how to make people adapt to those to, to the displace more effectively but there are going to be tons of opportunities in the future, things that we cannot not even imagine right now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you should not be concerned about people being completely replaced because algorithm, those algorithms right now that exist, they, they are very good in like a very specific situation, a very narrow case. Whenever you uh, train a, a machine learning algorithm, a deep learning network to... Uh, identify is this thing is a spam or is not a spam for your mailbox this algorithm does that that's it if you ask it is it a cat or is it a dog or is this thing like a cancer or not uh mm -hmm. it cannot do that you need a completely new uh algorithm completely new data set so we don't have those capabilities right now and uh and we it's not even that it's like an engineer effort is still in the science realm somebody still need to make a hypothesis and research and see if it's feasible and then it's become an engineering uh, effort to translate this to, to the day today so we are good nobody's going to be replaced anytime anytime soon <laughs> so let, let me understand here what you said so you're saying that uh machines are at the level now where if if we tell them what what's going on and what the rules are they can make the the, the the calculations and discover the problem but they can never learn uh, a different uh problem that they weren't programmed to do right they don't learn by themselves like we humans do from our environment is that is that yeah. what it was yeah exactly and you, you need to have like enough enough data so one classical example is if you have like oranges and apples uh you can just have like billions and billions of images of like oranges and apples. And this thing is gonna learn really well how to, how to differentiate like oranges and apples. But uh, if you throw a grape 
uh, in front mm-hmm. of it, he's, he doesn't know. He's just going to actually make a guess. Oh, it's an apple or it's, or it's an orange. But, uh, but there's other limitations too. Like if your our data set does not have an example of a green apple, only has red apples, uh, it's not going to know that it's an apple neither. So um, there are like several limitations on, on, the, on, on those models right now. Great. So, but, yeah. so, 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 tell me something. I I was curious now. The there 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 was this great book that you suggested to me called from Kasparov. I believe it's called Deep Learning, um, Deep Thought, deep, something like deep that. Thought. Yeah, deep, deep Thought. Yeah, Deep Thought. Or Deep Think or Deep Thinking. <laughs> yes, something like that. Something. If you look up Kasparov yeah. Deep Something, you're gonna find the book. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Kasparov is is the, the the former world champion of chess, and he he had a very intimate story with uh, the AI because he was the first world champion of chess to lose to a AI program, and the story yeah. is is very interesting. Uh, he he had his controversies with IBM at the time, and he, it probably uh, wasn't at at the time, uh, the, the machine probably wasn't better than him at the time, but eventually it, it would get better. It was just a matter of time. Um, but then uh, as, as the machines evolved in, in chess, um, we, we got to a point uh, where uh, there, there was new projects uh, happening, right? So uh, the, the algorithms got better and better and better all the time. And at some point there was a, a project by Google uh, mm-hmm. Which was the Alpha Zero with, with Alpha, which also played uh, the Go game with uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 world champion, which was uh, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a much much later than what happened with um, yeah. with Kasparov and chess, because Go is a more complex game, and. Yeah. The, the 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 story if for me as a layman when i when i heard the story is like well these algorithms that were produced by by the alphago project and alpha zero were so much more powerful because they had deep learning and they learned by themselves they didn't depend on huge data sets to happen so i wanted to yeah. understand what's the difference there between what was usually done before and what what was done with the deep learning uh, algorithms Okay, so the one that played Kasparov, Deep Blue, it was basically, it was like a tree, right? So you have a tree, like you have the board here, and I can make this move, so it goes to this board configuration. Or I can make this other move, I go to this board configuration, or I can make this other move, go to the board configuration. And then from that, you have this huge tree that just pops up into existence right under. What played Kasparov was, oversimplifying of course was basically a search algorithm you would be in one point of this tree and then i would look into this search all the possible board states under me and you see should i go right or should i go left which board state is more favorable for me as the ai to be in so the ai mm-hmm. would be always try to make a move where it would be more likely for it to be to, to, to win than, than to lose. So the AI that AI did not have any knowledge of like what is how much is a horse worth versus a pawn, or should I make this or which one is this famous opening? Uh, like it didn't. It was just searching more favorable board states. Um, 
that that's oversimplifying, but that, that's basically what it was. Now, the difference with Go is that uh, Travis already has this problem, but uh, Go is that there are so many board states that even if you get the whole universe and the whole universe become like a hard disk, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to you wouldn't be able to store all possible states that have that Go has. So you cannot search that tree. It's you cannot do it. So in Go, you need to start looking for patterns in on the board. Uh, what board uh, config, uh, pattern is better than the other? And um, deep learning uh, does that really well. So you you basically you see the board as a picture, and you would scan and then uh, assign like a value to that board. There is some searching. There is like a tree function that you're searching for better board states, but it's not as brute force as the one that play Casper because you you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is that um, um, deep AlphaGo. Because AlphaGo is the one that play um, that that game. Alpha Zero got developed later. But the other thing is that those algorithms now they self they they are self taught. They they play against it themselves for like millions of years in computer time, and they play like bazillion matches bit uh, uh, one one versus the other. And you just learn how, how to play this way. So you never have to say, for example, that this move here is better than this other move here. You just like try different stuff and then one, one a version one beats version two and then version two learns and then you, you restart again. So this self-learning capability, the ability to play itself in loop. And from that, you just stop and you just say, okay, so it looks like you spent one million years. Let's see how you, how you compare against a human right now. Uh, that mm-hmm. was like the big difference uh, that that happened recently. And the that learning part, it can't be it can't be transported to to learning other things that it it wasn't on the on, on the on the on the or chessboard. Can, can can is there is there a way to develop something that learns something else like like us as humans do? Because the way I saw it, it. It, it, the deep uh, thought process uh, it was more similar to how humans think than way, the way that uh, Deep Blue was back in the day when Kasparov yeah. lost the chess game because it was all brute force. Now it's more yeah. finding patterns and uh, c- cutting the corners, right, to, to find the right solution. Yeah. So why, why can't they make the jump to learn something else? Because you're still learning, you're still playing the game, right? You're still, all it's doing now, it's... Um, it, you you are still playing this one game. If you want to to do something, let's say like real life. Um, so the the name of this field is called reinforcement learning, right? So reinforcement learning okay. is really hot right now because there are people in reinforcement learning that uh, really believe that we are really close to reverse engineer the human brain in the next let's say twenty years or maybe thirty years. We're gonna have like something that is like done you want to 20 employees here 20 people for you boom but the problem with that is one is um you can play against yourself in software inside of the the cpu one billion times and this is going to take let's say one minute you cannot get some uh, uh, robot to play one billion tennis matches like uh, in, on the tennis court. So when you go to the real world, things get much slower. So those algorithms, they you still need to play against. So for example, driving. Driving is a perfect yeah. example. You take somebody to drive, 
and you, I don't know how many hours you're required to take for a class. I don't know, 20 hours, 20, 30 hours of classes. You become a good driver, you pass that exam, right? Uh, okay. If you people are training self-driving cars for like thousands of computer years right now. So it's like much more than a person. So there is like a level of abstraction that a human brain has that to deal with all the complexities of the, of the world that the, the, we, we don't have an algorithm that does that yet. Right now, uh, we still need a lot of data to deal with a bunch of stuff. And because a, a lot of like unexpected things happen, let's say for example, a plastic bag, your space flies flying in front of your car. Like uh, your, your car doesn't know what to do. It's like a bicycle. It's like a pedestrian. Now the the, the bag is the bag is flying. So pedestrians yeah. are not supposed to fly. So it's should I learn? Real fast that I do so should I, I learn it. that? Yeah. Should I learn that the pedestrians could fly? Right? Or there's a car now. Is it's a new car? Is this car is going to accelerate? Is going to not accelerate? It, this person was is on the on the on the smartphone and didn't see the green light and so on. So those are like all unexpected scenarios. So this level of distraction to deal with like those dynamic situations, uh, you cannot do that. You, 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 oh, the algorithms cannot deal with that yet. You chess and go is black and white. You move the you move the the horse there. The horse is there, or the horse is not there. There is no like yeah. horse in the <laughs> like you know in the middle. You, you cannot do yeah. that. Yeah, it's a so whenever the, the rules of the game are all set and it's a matter of logic, the computer does very well, right? If, if it's a math problem, you can just use a calculator yeah. and you can solve it. And if you have search problems like, like chess, it's, it's much faster to do. I, ha I saw, I remember a, a phrase from Kasparov where he said, uh, some things that are very simple for humans to do, such as walking or dancing or whatever, it's so much harder than a computer is where a computer is much faster for in the process of thinking on set rules, which the human brain is not, right? So it's, it's, it's more of a complementary thing today than actually replacing what humans, what humans can do. Yeah, so if I think, if I'm not mistaken, like anything that you do until you're like two or three year old, that you learn until you're two or three year old, uh, is, is actually so hard for a computer to do that like I don't think any, any robot can do that very well as well as a human but anything you learn after your 30s or after your 20s uh it's it's a matter of time for a computer just to beat you because technically that's not too hard compared to walking and and grabbing stuff and manipulating objects that those things are really hard yeah and even when you think about the the problem of tennis tennis is a simpler problem than other things that we deal with in, in life and in business and in many other places right because in the tennis court you have the rules you have the the court which is has the lines and okay mm -hmm. you have to have the ball inside this place and uh, whenever it comes back you have it to bounce it back but uh, uh, the, still, you still have a problem with the mobility of of the the, the machines right yeah. And to 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 give to 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 replicate what a human does in the, in the tennis court, but at the same time the problem is already defined. Yeah. No, exactly. In other places in business, it's even harder. Say like uh, whenever we're we're defining defining the strategy of a company, for example, it, the problem is not defined. We have to define first what the problem is. Whenever you're doing a business plan, well, it's, it's a hard thing to define what the problem is. Imagine if like uh. uh a computer would be able to to do this, right? To to define for us what the business plan is, so we can start a new business. That, yeah. That's probably unthinkable.
Yeah, because you can have people get sick, a competitor release like a different product, or the stock market crashes, or there's a new president. Like uh, there's so many variables in on the world, and especially now because before you would be like you have your product, but now you're competing for people's attention with like all those things that are not related to your product. Like for example, Hulu people do te uh, television, right? But um, you're competing against people's time for vi with video games, with movie theaters. So if some mm -hmm. if there's a new Avengers movie, it takes time pe takes people away from Hulu. So Hulu needs to think about all those all, the, all those other competitors, not only for example other TV networks. Yes, yes. And Diego, I have a question: If uh, the, the there's a there's a, an increasing capability of computers processing power. And mm -hmm. uh, the more with the Moore's law, uh, it's doubling uh, every year. I don't know what the rule is, but it's, pr it's pretty much doubling uh, uh, at, a, at a very fast time, and it's growing exponentially. Right there, there's a lot of graphs. Uh, if we see the Ray Kurzweil talks about this and how things are moving so fast with the brute force. So the question is: Is is the, isn't the computing power raising so fast? That at some point the computers are going to be able to process all this this information. You said that the computer today cannot process the the the, the possibilities of the game of Go, uh, so that's why they ha it has to use more intelligent algorithms. But won't it come to a point pretty soon or at some point where the brute force will be able to solve the problems of of a chessboard and of of Go and the chessboard and maybe even more complex problems? So from the hardware side, you're right. From the hardware side, we're going to have like more and more power. You, you're going to probably, you, you could in theory right now, uh, get by networking, have enough computers connected that you are have more processing power than 100 brains, 10,000 brains, a human brain. So you have this ability right now. Um, the problem is more like software. Uh, I think it's like a, we don't have a way to abstract uh, those problems. The, and the abstract that I mean is, for example, remember that I said that the goal cannot do that tree search that was done in chess because you cannot search because uh, you you need the whole universe to become a hard disk for you to search. So <laughs> you, so you, you can you cannot do that. So what I learned there was like a, was a software improvement, it's like an algorithm improvement for you to eliminate a bunch of bad possibilities just by looking at the patterns of the board. Because that's what the, the brain does. The brain looks at the board and see what is good, what is not good, and mm -hmm. once does that in one second. Um, yeah, yeah. So that 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 that's what I think what what uh, why we have right. But in terms of like uh, processing power, yeah, getting cheaper and cheaper, cheaper. Yes, we're gonna have for sure. Um, super smart devices everywhere around us. So, because right now having, let's say, those, the power of, of like say 10,000 brains or 100 brains, we need to network a bunch of computers together. But soon maybe they, uh, we're gonna have like a, such good hardware that we're gonna have this processing power in, in, in our cell phones. And that is gonna be like, it's, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be this, just think of like how much your life changed when you have a cell phone, uh, we have a smartphone, and we don't. We did not have a smartphone. And if you're old enough, when do you, there was no computer in your house, and then when there was a there was a computer in your house, so there's going to be like a, a big leap like that. Um, but once we have the comp the computer uh, computing power to accommodate that, 
and we have the, the algorithm leap that is needed for us to achieve uh, a human level of intelligence, yeah, the hardware is going to be there because the hardware is evolving very fast. Interesting. And Diego, what is the singularity? What's this thing that all, everybody talks about? Singularity. So this, so the singularity is that if you try to plan your life right now, five years from now, three years from now, you can plan your life because you can extrapolate what you're doing now, few decisions that you're probably going to be making the next three years, five years, and you can extrapolate where you're going to be in life, like uh, in terms of your career, your life, your 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 kids. Like you you can see how the country is going to be doing now. The singularity is like a term found that um, the, I think we're referring to the, the, the computer scientists, the people that are working in AI, they stole this term from physics, right? Because uh-huh. in physics, the singularity is like this point of no return. Right? It's, it's, it's the, it's the, no, the, the singularity is like the, the, the black hole, right? So it's, it's, they, they cannot predict what is inside there because all the, all the rules, they, they break. Now, uh-huh. in... In AI, what they're saying is that we're going to get into a place that uh, computers, algorithms are going to be fast enough, good enough, that they're going to be able to design themselves uh, um, uh, again. So they're going to get, be able to get a ch- computer chip and make a computer chip design a better computer chip, right? So this loop now, it takes a lot of time because we need to, we're not very good into that. But as those things get faster, this loop is going to get small enough that we're going to be able to make like huge leaps in terms of weeks, days. Mm-hmm. And then if it gets faster, 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 we're going to be take, taking huge leaps in terms of seconds or milliseconds. So then uh, after that, uh, it's going to be impossible, but or, or at least very hard to predict how it's going to be the future after this, because uh, computers are going to take the they will, and they're going to drive where this evolution of hardware and software is going to go. And you're not going to be able to predict. You're going to be. Able to, you're not going to be able to keep it up with them because they're just self-improving everything so fast, and you're just watching, and this thing just like went away. And that's when we get to the Matrix or Terminator scenario, right? That the machines take over our world, and we we have no control of what they're doing. Do you think this yeah. is a possible scenario? A lot of people do think um, it is. It is if you think mathematically, it is possible. It's very possible. Um, and Elon Musk, for example, thinks this is so so possible and it's so likely. And we are so close to this scenario that he has this new company called Neuralink, something something like this. So basically, he thinks that we cannot evolve as fast as the machines are gonna gonna be able to evolve. So he wants to create an interface. He wants to put a chip inside the, inside your brain. And then you are going to evolve uh, by replacing this chip or going to make this chip to connect to something else. So basically, um, you are going to outsource your intelligence. You're going to maybe subscribe to become super smart. Uh, you're going to pay like a sub- subscription fee to be super smart or be able to have uh, uh, be able to interface with all those things around you. So instead of using a smartphone and open apps, you're just going to think and you're going to sucking all this information, sucking all the Google search that, that, that you want, and everything is going to happen like in the speed of your thought. He's, he's moving really fast into that. He recently made a, um, he displayed some, uh, um, that he had just achieved some milestones he did with pigs, 
and uh, and just to show that I'm sure like if you're listening to this right now, you're gonna think there is no way I'm gonna put this thing in my brain because what <laughs> yes. could go what could go wrong, right? Like if it goes wrong, like that's it. That's it. People don't even want to take the vaccine for the, the coronavirus. Imagine putting something in their brains. <laughs> exactly. So what he so what he showed to in this last um, milestone now was that he got three pigs, one with the chip, one without the chip, and one that had the chip for a while and got removed. And he showed that the three pigs, they look exactly the same. You cannot tell which one has the chip, which one got the chip removed. You, you don't know. So he was he's saying that it's right now completely safe to insert one and remove if you if you change your mind and there's no drawbacks. Wait, so the, the he, he was actually able to download uh, information inside the pig's brain? Is that what you're saying? No, so the, there, there's some technical engineering things that needs to be solved still. For example, the interface, right? You're not going to just clock in your head and that's it, right? You, you need to be able to, the chip to speak the brain language. Because the brain is just this bag of ke chemical reactions and the chip is electricity. The brain has electricity too, but like it's, it's based it's different it's, process. You know, it's a different process. So like this bridge, uh, he's developing this bridge right now, but he already has something that is safe enough that uh, is connected to your brain and you can pick, get some very rudimentary, very raw data and to extract and record this data. And you can insert and remove, and it's a very safe procedure according to him. So imagine the power that that can have, right? Because you are joining the, the human power of intelligence, which is able to solve different problems and look at patterns, and the computer a brute force of computing power uh, in, in, the, in the same being, right? In the same, same humans. So it's, it's as if we're getting the, a new cyborg or a new generation of, of humans here that are going to be so much smarter than anything yeah, before, and, right? And you can probably park a car just by, just by looking at the car and thinking left, right, or just like imagining how the car should go. And at the same time you're parking that, you can hold your thought on to turn on the, the lights in your house or to send an email or to just download this email that came in and everything is happening inside of your head because uh, you just hold everything in your thoughts. So basically everything you do in your smartphone, you're going to be able to do much more in parallel because everything's inside your head. So if we were having the conversation here, I could have Googled what the name of Kasparov's books was and I could tell you right now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have this problem of forgetting. I have to having to Google later. Yeah, exactly. You would be able to, for example, send me a link and I'll be able to download too. So yeah. you, you share, <laughs> share the link. Yeah. I imagine the power that we will have just by doing that. But the, the, but the only drawback there is that the chess game would be irrelevant, right? People won't be able to play chess anymore. Well, that was, but that's what Kasparov taught you. Whenever he, whenever he got beat by computers, uh, uh, he said there was like a, this huge thing in the community. People got concerned that the game would die because now the best player in the world is a, is a computer, and who is going to watch two sub suboptimal players playing against each other if the, if the the best match that he would actually watch was two computers playing each other? And actually, no, actually, like the. Uh, according to him, way more people play chess now and it's super popular and actually computers have been used as coaches, as like a playing partner to help improve the process. Because there's, it's, it's still fun to watch humans play because we want to watch humans battle, not computers. We don't want to watch computers. Yeah. Not fun. And so, Jay, we're coming back here to a more practical level. <clears throat> 
What do you think are the main uh, areas that AI can help us with technology that is already available for us? So, for example, marketing um, is an area where <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, data improvements that are happening and uh, new things going on all the time with digital, with social networks and everything. Do you, do you think there's improvement that we could already have been doing in several companies and several businesses that you, you probably see may, maybe in the major companies, but not in, in other uh, small businesses? Yeah, the, the first big one is per personalization. So you're going to be able to personalize content to the, to the, to the individual level. Because a uh, long time ago, people would go and make this one version or maybe make two versions of the, of, of, the, of the product. And then later people find out that there are different people, people have different, people want to be different. And then they create, let's say, buckets of people or like segments of people, cohorts of people. And then they start tar targeting people by segment. But for example, right now, um, if you collect enough data, there's no reason why you should not give like a very one-to-one -one, uh, version um, treatment to, to your users. So, for example, um, think about those radio stations. Uh, you can you can listen to the radio and then in your car, and that's it. Like the DJ is speaking everything. Everybody is, is like a one-to-many type of communication. Yeah. But if there's there, if you use Pandora or Spotify, you can just like thumbs up and thumbs down things, and then it, it just get better. And then we probably we both like classic rock, but if you turn on our classic rock stations, uh, it's gonna look different, slightly different, even though it's within the same classic rock subject because uh, it it just lines. So personalization, this one-on-one -on -one type of personalization and this uh, uh, super targeting to make like a, give the user a better experience. Uh, I think that's the big one. I think there are, there are right now many tools in the market that help you collect this data, they help you uh, make sense of this data, help you target the, and get, help you get those insights. Yes. To, one, one example that we, we see is that uh, in the old days of marketing, uh, we would see uh, the same ad in television. Uh, you, you will see the same ad, I would see the same ad, my daughter would see the same ad, my grandfather would see the same ad because we were watching the same show in television, right? But yeah. today when we turn on the computer and we go to YouTube, it's completely yeah. different for everybody. Everybody's seeing something that's much more targeted to what their interest is because they have so much data to, to show. And also something interesting that happens is whenever you click to buy something, that thing follows you throughout the whole internet, right? Oh, <laughs> and then yeah, you're yeah. To buy a, oh, I'm going to buy a, a hat now of whatever. And then I, oh, I didn't buy it for some reason. And then when, when you go to the other sides of the internet, that thing is following you everywhere. You're like, wow, these people, yeah. you, you, if, you, if you don't know what's going on, you think, wow, these people are so, spending so much money with ads, right? But it, it's not yeah. really what's happening because they're, they're targeting you specifically. They're targeting, exactly, yeah. And, and the other thing is the make sense of data. Um, because you have this huge amount of data. You have uh, every click, every uh, user that went to your website, your mobile app, or, or, or walk into your store, even your physical store, and what versions of the sandwich got sold more often, uh, what sides are being offered, are, are being, are being you know, like there's like beer companies that like that uh, they are making dynamic happy hours based on like how much beer you eat he has in stock right now and the historical 
information about what people buy at a specific times. So, because you don't want to cannibalize your own business by offering like a big sell uh, of, of, of a certain beer that was already going to be sold. So, making sense of all this data, uh, this is like uh, one of the big ones right now uh, that, that you can do. Um, structured data, uh, that's you, you You can do that already. And what I mean structured data is things like specifically labeled, like this is the beer X, uh, this many uh, liters got consumed in this specific day. Like you have this information in your database because you bought it more beer, you sold more beer, uh, you, you have everything. And this, this thing, you think you can do. People need to start taking advantage of, of those of those things, like mining this data. But unstructured data is just, just text form data, for example. Like think of like, for example, how much research is being done on COVID-19 right now. So much yes. research is being developed. So many articles, so many people are, are talking about COVID-19. Now, how can you get all those tweets and uh, researches and like uh, those reports from different sources how can you put everything together and make like a graph something that connects all the sources so so we can see for example that like oh if you take uh, aspirin with fanta it i don't know it turns out you get better faster and then uh, <laughs> um, probably we have maybe like a drug that treats um, something completely unrelated um, that has like some positive effect and help you recover faster. So yeah. this is something that, that people are working on a lot now, unstructured data. Yeah, and then another problem is even after you solve the, the data problem, you still have to convince people that that information oh. is right, <laughs> which is a, yes. another problem. Yeah, <laughs> I was in a conference about, uh, um, analytics and machine learning like all the statistics people are talking about that there were different talks about this people present different projects and then in one of there was like a panel like in one one day there that they invited the vp of that company to talk and then the vp was talking about some stuff like yeah yeah data it's important but like you know like sometimes you need to have your gut right you need to trust your gut that this thing is the and, and people got so pissed in the room because <laughs> that is exactly why you need to deal with like in so so many places and then that exact it was in a, that a company that he should not be speaking like that uh -huh. and especially in that conference so now in, i imagine like people that are like in more like less technical companies that has like more like marketing focus or like a diff completely different industries um th th yeah you, there is there is some educational process that, that, that needs to happen right now because um, yes. just to think for example i i remember smartphones right uh the, 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 the our life before smartphones i remember people that used to have the uh, blackberry and and when uh, iPhone came out and Android came out, they had those apps and then they do a lot of things. And people that had BlackBerry or people that did not have any smartphone at all, they did not want to have a smartphone because for them, the smartphones and apps, apps are games and who needs games, right? This is a toy. This is like a toy. Yeah. I don't need a I'm, I'm a businessman. I, I, I don't need <laughs> toys, right? I don't have time to play yeah. games on my phone. Yeah. And right now it's like, Right, yeah, so everybody, everybody <laughs> smartphone, and I think AI is passing through something like this because it's really hard for you to get an an exec that did some has this career, very successful, he's like an industry leader, like top of the game for like forty years, fifty years, and you go to this guy and say, "Hey, uh, my name is Edson. 
um, uh, I have like one third of experience, but I think you're wrong. You should do what I'm saying. Here is the data that says that you are wrong. Right? <laughs> As before, the industry was so slow that this guy could afford to make a mistake and it just like a cru- in cruise mode, just turn the company in another direction. He had time to adapt and, 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 and go. But now things are going so fast that you, you're you just going to, you're going to be like blockbuster, right? You're going to sleep and then Netflix is all over the place. And then you, yes. you, you, you're just going to miss the opportunity because you don't see the data. Uh, yes, and you, yes. you need to educate yourself to uh, understand what those algorithms are saying, like what those analysts are saying, what is what is the data saying? You need to educate yourself to make the right questions there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, 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 there's, a, there's an interesting story with the blockbuster too. Um, I, I heard a podcast these days on the story of Netflix and Blockbuster, where actually Blockbuster was not simply waiting and not believing that Netflix was doing. They were actually doing some doing working on the technology, but they what happened is they got caught up on the office politics inside of Blockbuster. Yeah. The, the CEO wanted to do something, and the board member wanted to, was thinking that he was wasting a lot of money with that, so they, he just cut off the program. And Blockbuster stood, stood back. So it wasn't a matter of technical problems. It was a matter of convincing people inside of Blockbuster yeah. that that solution was, they, they had to make that, that, that solution to, to compete against Netflix or else they were, they were going to die. And that happened. Yeah, so, no, but exactly. It is called Blockbuster is like a cultural icon. Like, uh, which, yeah. which movie was that? Was it Guardians of the Galaxy? That something, oh no, it was the Captain Marvel movie that uh, you know the Captain Marvel was in the 90s because when she landed she landed in the black buster store <laughs> like so yeah. that's like how ubiquitous it was black buster you know these sx they were in the top of the world so if you go and tell them like nope you're gonna disappear tomorrow morning and if you don't make those big changes in your business right it's really hard to convince these people because they have like all this bias of being successful and yes. uh, it's really unlikely that you're going to extrapolate three years in the future five years in the future and all everything before is in, is invalid now yeah and the problem is they're always worried and focusing on what their, their their current state of business is and looking at the balance sheets and how we can cut costs how we can improve the profits and everything and they're not looking at the bigger picture of what's what's happening uh, outside right and yeah, that's, that's part of the problem. Yep. If if you were to give uh, one tip to the the business people uh, today that uh, don't use AI, what 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 or where, where where could they improve in the technology? You know, people are the businesses that today are are not uh, using AI properly. Uh, it's really hard. Um, they need to hear from other people like them. I think they need to go to some conference or that they're, they used to, now with COVID, things got complicated, but they used to have those business conference where you would hear the Warner Brothers uh, CEO or president talking or CTO talking about uh, the transformation that the company went through. Like uh, I went to one day to the, uh, the, the guy from the beers, uh, the, the beer, the beers, the beer, like the, the truck company that make those, uh, the, those farm trucks, right? Yeah. You, you wouldn't think about, there's a lot of technology behind those trucks. They send the data to this, everything to the one place. They, they say the volume of data that they send from those trucks, I think is bigger than Netflix streaming video to everybody. So, they, so there's like, a, so there, there was this huge business transformation. They need to hear like, uh, all those, uh, all those 
from these all those other guys how how they're doing it. I think it's like a it's it's a loss if you go to if you hear from somebody let's say four or five levels below you that just came out of grad school and uh, is gonna these people are gonna not gonna listen to those kids. Uh, I think they need to hear <laughs> from, from from those other guys. So they need yeah. to go out and see what what, what is happening in, in the industry. What other what successful companies are doing, right? To, yeah, yeah. To change, and Diego, uh, coming coming to you now. What is something that you wish you had known when you started your career that you learned the hard way, that you you something you could have learned in school? Uh, or something you wish you had learned when you started out that you you learned it the hard way. Uh, let me see. I think uh, I well. I think one of the main things is like um, I come from a technical background, so a lot of the things like people that, that similar background than me, they tend to stick with numbers and try to stick with facts and try to be like very like black and white about different things. I think you need to you forget that we we are like a, we humans are very tribal, you know we we. We, we live in society um, and uh, you need to go outside and sometimes you need to talk talk to people and uh, and uh, it's because a lot of times decisions are are very close and people have bias and and sometimes if you had spent 30 minutes talking to this guy before the meeting about learning about what this guy do, I, I think it would, it would make like a huge effect. I think like clicking with somebody like in an interview or clicking with somebody like in a meeting, I, th I think is really important and learning those uh, th th those things is something that it wasn't obvious in school. Because in school you learn that you, you have those credentials, you have those checkboxes, you check, 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 and here's the data, here are the facts, I win the argument, right? And yeah. this is this is not like this. Like if you're like overwhelming superior all those checkboxes, yes, I, th I think it is. But I think the world is so competitive that, and the world is so it's so fuzzy. Like it's not clear if this box is checked or not, and may maybe yeah. it's multiple multiple answers. It's really hard for for people to decide between one or the other. If you know how to click with people and be, you know, yeah. How to influence people? There's a yeah. The, do you know yeah. Dale Carnegie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, great book yeah. with this very classical book of Dale, with Dale Carnegie where he goes through the, the techniques of relating to people. You know, but, um, that I I had a, a similar problem when I first became a, a manager. First first got into the man, management position that I. I needed to get stuff done, right? We need, you have you have to, to get the, the goals done, and you have your your mission, which, which is 
to give results to the company and then so you you do everything to give the results you 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 get your people and say look this is this is the rules we have to go there and you try to manage your time as strictly as possible so that you will be as efficient as you can and sometimes when you get caught talking to somebody which is not something not work related you think it's a waste of time why, why am i doing why am i talking to this person i should be doing something i should be working right but then after a while you start realizing that what you thought was a waste of time of relating to people and getting to know a little bit more about the person's life was actually going to save you a lot of time of not actually connecting to that person, that person not understanding what you want and he and, 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 you, and you, you don't get the, the work done. Or the person just thinks you're, 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 you're a douche and doesn't, doesn't work for you anymore or do things for you, right? So yep. part of being efficient is also relating well to people. And that's, that's also, that was also something not, not intuitive to me that uh i learned the hard way probably the people with a technical background like you also have a hard time with that right yep yep exactly exactly okay and Diego, do you have any anything else that you, i i should have asked you that i we didn't talk about mm. uh. No, 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 well, no, really, not that, nothing that we could cover so fast here. But like uh, other interesting areas uh, are like 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 big data that uh, we we could, we could have touched, or maybe privacy. These are uh, uh, other things, or like uh, um, bias on on data being collected right now, and on the, on or bias in in those algorithms that that, that are currently being trained. Um, right now, it's like for example, um, just like a, it was like a toy example. Somebody trained like a machine learning algorithm to um, identify if somebody is sick or not, or or get your your heart rate based on like your, in your, in your, on your on your on the video, right? And so the one of the things the algorithm needs to do first is see and recognize there's a person in front of it. And then second, like trigger, like, okay, so now let's start to see where is this person head, where is this person eyes and mouth, and then now get the color and do all the, there's this whole pipeline. And these people, they did this, uh, developed this algorithm and then this, everything was good for production and everything was, uh, was ready to be released and they make a demonstration. And then they realized that uh, they never thought about it, but the algorithm cannot recognize black people as, as people. So you would just go uh, like person in front of the <laughs> That's camera. That's politically correct nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would just yeah yeah you just the black person was going there. It's because the, um, there was no example of black person in the database. So the ah. database because when somebody go and collect, so somebody goes and buy. Okay, give me one billion uh, examples of human faces. So people can buy data sets like this. So whenever people bought something, uh, those data sets. Uh, this data set can imbalanced and uh, nobody checks one by one because like it's like one billion of face right but the, yeah. the data set was imbalanced there was probably let's say less than one percent of, bl of black faces in, in the data set so whenever you train yeah. the algorithm the algorithm like rarely saw any black person ever the database and was from sweden who knows <laughs> so no yeah something like this and then uh, this has like um, a lot of like um uh consequences things like this because um, if you think about um, today, like algorithms, they just decided so much stuff in, in our lives. So 
there are algorithms that decide your insur- insurance policy, like mm-hmm. how much should should you, should be charged to you. So now, if you have like a similar problem of imbalanced data that could be a bias against you or in favor of you, people get could be be charged so much more money because like yeah. like one, another another big example is in courts. If they decide how many years you're gonna get, or if they or you, or you should be released early or not from prison, based mm-hmm. on like certain algorithms that have data. Now. If your if your uh, if your prison is majority black, and all your day and and race is one parameter in your algorithm, um, you are gonna see like oh okay uh, we have a lot of black people here in the, in prison and yes if I release this person this person is gonna come back because of course black is uh, being black is like one of the main things here to 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 be to be in prison and uh, and so then like. People from these races are never going to be released, or be rarely yeah. going to be rarely going to be released. So, even so, this is like a, a big thing. Even though data is one thing that you should be focusing a lot for your business, uh, you should think that uh, if you are going to this collection of data, make sure that you have a lot of diversity of data because you don't want to be able to be completely biased and be narrow towards like one specific issue. And completely forget and be blindsided to all these other areas of the market. Or if you have all the variables, right? Sometimes you have a lot of data, but you're not putting the right variables. There's the most. There's the, the, the maybe an excluding variable that is, is not in it. Um, yep. Hayek, uh, the the economist, which uh, the college that uh, sponsors this podcast is is named after. He he talked about this as a critique back in the day, but it's still valid today, right? That. In the social sciences, you cannot apply all the time hard science logic to the social sciences because at most times there's going to be variables that are going to be left out. People are going to be doing different things or uh, the complexity is, 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 is so much that you can't build specific models. And I guess that's the same insight that has to be applied whenever you're using machine learning to, to deal with problems in our day-to-day lives, right? We have to yep. make sure that it it, it, it makes sense. We look at it and see if it makes sense, if it's common sense. If it doesn't, the machine is doing some calculations that you're, you're, it is not accounting for as your human brain is, right? So yep. I think that's a, that's a good insight. Okay, Diego, and then let's do like this. Uh, you talked about a couple of things we, we, we didn't, uh, we could talk about today, but we can leave it for a, another podcast. Yeah. And the, our listeners are gonna comment and see which area they want to to address in a future podcast with Diego Toledo again. So thank you very much for for being with us. Thank you. My honor to be here. Thanks for listening to Profit Talks. Now, do you have any comments or other business-related questions? If so, please send us, and we'll be glad to explore it in future episodes. Also, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and many others.